0: Christ. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Amen. There are many silent prayers that the priest reads uh, in the various services of the church. Uh, The beginning of Vespers is, uh, especially you see this at daily Vespers, uh, the priest will stand uh, before, while the Psalm 104 is being read, Psalm 103, 104, depending on how you number it, or which set two is more matter And the priest is standing here, and you can see him uh, mumbling some things as he looks at his book. Uh, he's actually doing prayers, and there are seven prayers that are actually appointed for vespers. And I wanted to share. Uh, I'm going to do this for the next few Saturday evenings, just share the, each prayer and just talk a little bit about them uh, as the theology or what the church uh, prays. This is an ancient dictum that what the church prays is what the church believes, and this is especially true for the Orthodox Church, and there's many uh, forms of Christianity that you can ask them what they believe, and they can give you a a systematic theology, maybe even something like a catechism or something like that, and they'll of course say that this doesn't capture everything, but that would be a kind of go-to place, is to say here you go, here's an explanation, this is what we believe, and you can write it all down. We can kind of do that, but probably one of the best places or ways to understand what Orthodox Christians believe, uh, what we should not just believe, but do and act upon is found within our prayers that we pray. So the first prayer that the priest reads silently, O Lord, compassionate and merciful, long-suffering and plenteous in mercy, give ear to our prayer and attend to the voice of our supplication. When we we pray to God, all of our prayers are very flowery. And maybe sometimes the flower, flowerliness of the prayers, maybe it strikes you that it gets in the way. Or I find that all of these little phrases, especially the repetition of them, drive home the point. Uh, And they also have different shades of meaning. That our God is compassionate. He has compassion upon us. He is merciful towards us. And not only, uh, this is then repeating how the Psalter does in repetition, uh, if you read the Psalms plenty, you will hear one psalm, and then the next verse you're like, wait, I feel like I've heard this before, but it's saying it in a different way. Well, because that's how Hebrew poetry worked. With psalmody, they didn't have, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, Stephen. I think uh, the Hebrew poetry, they didn't have the endings like we do. So what they'd have to do is they would do repetition and different ways of repeating in order to drive those points home. We can do couplets, right? You read old English poetry, and you get nice rhythms, and uh, that's not how Hebrew poetry works. So we have a repetition. he's compassionate, merciful, long-suffering, and plenteous, and mercy. <laughs> Hello, Alexander. He's all of this and he attends to our supplications. He is not distant to our desires. He's not distant to our cries. Work upon us a sign for good. Lead us in thy way that we may walk in thy truth. Make glad our hearts that we may fear thy holy name. These are interesting three sentences. Who is the person who is acting in these? You sometimes think in prayer that uh, what we're doing is we're reaching out to God and then we're asking uh, and vowing, making vows. I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that. This prayer puts the action and calls upon God to do the action for us. We ask Him to work a sign upon us for good, to lead us in the way, that, in that way that we can walk in truth. To make glad our hearts. This uh, underlines for us a very important part of our walk with Christ and the Christian life. If we think that we are going uh, to pull ourselves up by our bootstraps into heaven, uh, we've got it all wrong. The way in which we are going to be saved is of course from an action and the grace and the mercy, the plenteous mercy of our God who acts for us. Who works the sign of goodness upon us, who leads us. And I think this helps understand uh, then the kind of paradox here that we have, or at least what seems like a paradox. Make glad our hearts that we may fear thy holy name. It's fascinating. Gladden our hearts so that we fear a holy name. You now, fear here is not the uh, fear of. Uh, horror movies or things that go bump in a night. This is the deep fear, the deep awe of God. And our hearts are made glad so that we can rightly discern and understand what it means to fear holiness, especially the holy name of God. Throughout scripture, the name of God has incredible importance. If Adam uh, names in Genesis all of the creatures of the universe and God appoints him to do that, uh, he doesn't name God. God has to reveal himself, as he does to Moses on Mount Sinai, and then how does he know? He reveals himself by naming himself, by saying, I am who I am. I am that I am. There's all sorts of English translations of this, but basically, I am the one who exists. I am. Which is then, of course, why... Our Lord has the I am, the Ho'on, in his nimbus on the icon. We are asking God to make glad our hearts so that we can rightly fear his holy name. And all of this is because he is great and does wonders. Throughout scripture, the testimony of the wonders of God abound. Thou alone art God, and among all the gods there is an unto to O Lord, mighty in mercy, gracious in strength, to aid and to comfort and to save all those who put their trust in thy holy name. It might throw us off a little bit, but if you're familiar with the Old Testament, uh, it is not unusual for us to encounter uh, this kind of language of, you alone are God among all the gods. Uh, you may. There is a, a podcast that's just started uh, on Ancient Faith Radio that I suggest uh, they listen to. It has some very uh, eye-opening uh, to get us past some things that are like 19th century German uh, creations. When we think of God as being the only God, we basically have this idea of monotheism that there's God and there's nothing else, and then there's us. But within Scripture, there is God and there's gods. Uh, you have this throughout the Psalms. You have this show up throughout the Old Testament. Uh, it even talks about humans as being gods. Now, we have in our mind, God equals God. But in Scripture, God, there is the God, and then there's a host of the invisible forces, uh, the powers, the principalities, the thrones, dominions, these are different names for all the ranks of the angels. There's also that we have a place within this great council, uh, or this great gathering, as we have depicted throughout our iconography and our worship, that we will join in that court But it is God and God alone who is the ruler over all of them. And that is why the Lord, our Jesus Christ, is enthroned, and that language throughout the book of Acts is used. These prayers uh, that are given to us, uh, they reflect, of course, the mind of the church, and they show up throughout. This is just uh, the first prayer from the seven. The, the end of it is just a doxology. Every single one of them. And of course the doxology. friends, you, are do all glory on and worship, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Uh, but this is within the same mind of the church. So if we go for our morning prayers and our evening prayers. And they almost all follow the same pattern. We give glory to God. We uh, recount in some way what his power, his majesty, what he has done for us. We ask him to do certain things for us. And then we give thanks and glory, give glory to him. This is the pattern of all the prayers of the church. From baptism uh, to communion. When we call down at the very beginning, right? For you are the inscrutable, inconceivable. And we call, recall the works that he's done for us. And then we give thanks to him. Because he is the one who offers. He is truly the one who allows us. Access, who brings us by by His mighty right arm into the very uh, heights of heaven, to sit uh, with Him, with His Son and His Holy Spirit in the heavenly places. Glory to Jesus Christ. Glory. Glory